Let us be attentive. The Lord will give strength to his people. Bring to the Lord, O sons of God, bring to the Lord honor and glory. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's first letter to Timothy. Let us be attentive. Timothy, my son, the saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Till I come, attend to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophetic utterance when the council of elders laid their hands upon you. Practice these duties, devote yourself to them, so that all may see your progress. Peace be to you. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with us. And with the reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Let us be attentive. At that time, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not on account of the crowd, because he was small of stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, he has gone in to be with the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. 
Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all? There was a young man from Greek mythology who looked into a pool of clear water and saw his reflection. Upon that sight, he fell immediately in love with himself. His name is Narcissus, and he has a long progeny. Narcissism is a challenge to the spiritual life. Now, Zacchaeus, in our reading this morning of the gospel, I think started out as a narcissist. But after he found the Lord summoning him from the sycamore tree, well, he had a change of heart. James, in his epistle, puts it this way. If any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. That's the downside of narcissism. You have to constantly be renewing that self-love. And when we look out at the world, if we're a narcissist, we see only the world. We see only ourselves reflected in the world around us. But there's a flip side. Many of us don't look at the world and see it reflected in ourselves like Narcissus did, but rather we ourselves become mirrors. And we look to the world to reflect, rather than being mirrors, we look at the world to reflect us and to tell us who we are. So the world isn't a mirror, we are. And we want to see from the world just who we are. And we look around us and we see celebrities, we see famous people, we see rich people. And we want to reflect that in our lives. 
We want to be mirrors of the world around us. Well, what do we see? How are we reflecting the world around us? How does it look to be an imitator of the world? To see the world as your guide and your identity? Well, you know, the guy down the street bought a pickup truck, so I got to have a pickup truck. Someone is famous, so I'm a nothing. Boy, I have a nice house, but the house down the street is bigger, so I'm going to tear down my house and build a bigger one. Pretty soon, we find ourselves mirroring, copying the world, which in itself is copying other parts of the world. So before you know it, we're in a funhouse with funhouse mirrors. One mirror tells us I look good. Another mirror tells me I look short, squat. This is the price you pay. This is the price you pay if you want to be a mirror of the world. Just like Narcissus, Narcissus looked in the mirror to see himself, we look at our, the world to see ourselves in our mirror. But then there's another problem. And Paul, St. Paul, makes the problem very, very clear. For now we see only a reflection, as in a mirror. Not that, not then, he says, we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully even as I have been fully known. What is this face-to-face? -face? What is this knowing in full who we are? What's Paul talking about here? He says, well, I see in a mirror, but I'll see face-to-face. -face. I'm not known except in part, but then I will know fully. What is this full realization of ourselves? Or more importantly, how do we get it? Rather than being a mirror, I would suggest, we should consider ourselves as a lamp, enlightening ourselves from within knowing ourselves from within, illuminating the inner man, casting light on our heart, on our mind, on our spirit, setting ourselves for illumination, for enlightenment, 
for understanding of our inner being. We're not going to get that by mirroring the world, either by seeing ourselves and glorified narcissist or as beating ourselves up because we don't have what the world has or thinks has. No, we have to illuminate ourselves from within as a lamp. That's made very clear in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, People do not light a lamp and put it under the bushel basket. Rather, they put it on the lampstand, and it gives light to all the house. When we're baptized, we claim, in the words of the baptismal service, we are illumined. It's up to us to put the illumination, the lamp, on a lampstand and let it shine in our hearts and in the world. We do that through our worship, through prayer, through our attending to the light of the world, Jesus Christ. The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord searching every inward part says Proverbs, and then, it is you who light my lamp. The Lord, my God, lights up my darkness. So you see, it's both ways. The Lord is the lamp. The Lord is the light. But it's not effective until it shines in the human spirit. This is fundamental to our orthodox understanding of life in this world. It's what the Orthodox Church called synergy. Synergy means working together in Greek. It means working to become what God has already made you. Become who you are. That's the calling of the scriptures, become who you are. Not what the world tells you you are, not what you see reflected out there in the world in that dark mirror, but becoming who you are through attending to the fulfillment of the illumination you received as a gift of grace at your baptism. Hand in hand. It's interesting to read in Timothy today that Paul called Timothy's ordination by the laying of hands of the elders he called that a gift. But then he told T Timothy to go out and show everybody the progress you're making with the gift you got. 
So you see, it works both ways. It begins with an understanding of the gift of grace that we have received, but it also requires the responsibility of growing in the light by which we are illumined. Now, that's a lot to do in this life. And it shouldn't leave you much time to worry about the guy down the street or the celebrity on the talk show or the temptations of the screens around us everywhere. We don't have time for that. Life is short. We have a mission. And so to start us on our mission today, I'll close with some words from St. Peter. After he has given the teachings of the Lord, he says this, you will do well to be attentive to this as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Amen. Please rise.